Listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Good afternoon. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm I feel super tired, but like immediately when I heard that song, I'm I feel it coming. The second wind is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that when you came over. What are we gonna talk about today, Queen? We are going to talk about hustle culture, toxic positivity, and spiritual bypass. Oh my God, yes. And you're probably wondering what all of that means. Hustle culture is the idea that your worth is tied to how hard you hustle, work, grind, or perform. In a work environment, hustle culture can look like chronic urgency, lack of boundaries with hours of availability, constant pressure, lack of appreciation or fair wages, and unhealthy competition amongst your coworkers. Toxic positivity. The idea that we must always be positive with no regard to our actual feelings or reality in general. Mm. And the third thing I'm going to define for you is spiritual bypass. And that is personal development and manifesting rhetoric that's focused on action steps such as positive thinking or vision boards without any introspective soul level healing component mm. to the, the teaching. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to hand the mic over to Madeline and I'm going to get her perspective on what hustle culture, toxic positivity and spiritual bypass mean to her. Yeah. Okay. So hustle culture to me is like burnout go, 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 don't stop. And the idea that you, your value like is strictly, I think, and I mean, I think that's exactly what, what you said. Like you are more valuable with how much you produce. Yes. Like your, your worth, your value is strictly tied to what you're able to accomplish in a day. Yes. To the point that you are on autopilot. Like being exhausted is a badge <laughs> of honor. Correct. Like, like people, who subscribe to the notion that working a 14 hour day or 16 hour day boosts their ego. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not putting that those people down. It's the, it's the culture behind it that I'm having issue with. Yes. And I think it's a brainwashing. Well, some people need to work. For me, hustle culture also promotes a self-hatred mentality of like celebrating self-hatred of like, Oh, that workout killed me, man. Like it was like, do you understand where I'm coming from? Like, uh, that like is deprivation. Correct. Kind of, like, yeah. like the, the, like the worse you feel, the worse that you can like explain yourself feeling the better you feel about yourself. Yeah. It's like, how much can I hate myself today? <laughs> <laughs> or punish yourself. Punish. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's a better word, but yeah, it, to me, that's, that's sort of what that means. Yes. Yeah. So toxic positivity. Yeah, toxic positivity, man. This is one I'm, I've been guilty of. It's like saying, hey, I have all this stuff going on in my life, and I'm really overwhelmed, and I'm really stressed. And then somebody being like, well, people over uh, in China have it worse. 
Yeah. Or, um, you know, be like, well, you know, I'm really like having a struggle with my kid or, well, think about those moms who have five kids and they, they make it, they figure it out. A person may be trying to encourage with those things. It may be coming from a good place, but it is just crushing. It's not holding space for you to feel your feelings. Toxic positivity. Right. It's, it's telling you whatever that they feel like you should hear to feel better so that they can carry on and not have to sit with you and give you space for your feelings. Exactly. And they don't have to, they don't have to face the feelings with you. Yes. Or, or even aren't comfortable with you facing your own feelings. And to me that comes down to, we'll get into this, but like a trust that just cause you need to face it doesn't mean you can't get out of it. Yeah. You know, like I think it's toxic positivity is kind of fear based. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let's just put this big, huge, bright, smiley camp counselor personality band aid on shit. <laughs> and it's like it's still shit. Yeah. That you put a big band aid over. And spiritual bypass. Yes. Is this a term you're, this one's a little no. less common. Yeah. But I don't think I've heard it. Um, Really, I mean, maybe like once or twice, but I'm not as familiar. So that's the one that's like really exciting to talk about because I believe the fuck out of this. Yeah. Like it's like a core, core value of mine that you're going through the motions with no actual accountability to the steps that you're taking. Yeah. Give No, give me an example. What, what do you got? To me, like a vision board. Mm-hmm. Is, is some, is like one of the most like cliche, like self-development activities. It's like one of the like first things that you do when you start to get into personal development and start to hear about like law of attraction and all the, Mm -hmm. the fundamentals and the basics. And I'm not player hating on vision boards. I'm player hating on the people that are like vision, your dreams into reality, like fake it till you make it like picture your best life. Look at it every day, cut out pictures and magazines and put them on your wall and look at them every day and put them on your mirror and positive words on your mirrors and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, that has absolutely no substance or depth. I think there to some degree, it's a good starting place because at Mm -hmm. least you're like beginning to give yourself permission to like want more. And yeah, you're going to have these little reminders of like things that you value and desire and strive for, Mm -hmm. but that ain't going to get you anywhere. It might, yes, it might lift your vibe a little bit to see like this picture that we have on the wall in our podcast room. It's Palm Springs, California. It's like design porn for me. Mm-hmm. If I look at this every day, it's probably going to lift my vibe a little bit. Right. But I'm. it's not going to help. It's not really going to be like the end all be all to help me manifest a bomb ass hotel in Palm Springs, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot more things in between me and owning a hotel in Palm Springs, mid-century, modern, beautiful, amazing building Mm -hmm. than just looking at a picture of it every day. And so for me, spiritual bypass is like these like really easy solutions that don't require you to look inside and, and really dig and reprogram and do the dirty work and take time. And it's just like, Oh, no, here's a really simple solution to a complex problem Mm -hmm. and you'll have everything you want and more. And it's very dangerous. It's dangerous. That's the word I was wanting to use. It's very dangerous. All of this stuff is very dangerous. Yes, all of it. And that's, we'll we'll get into why we're talking about this in a minute. But yeah, we just kind of wanted to define the topic. So do you have any uh, like examples of spiritual bypass? I mean, what you just said is pretty, pretty spot on. The spiritual bypass is, is what I... I would consider like addressing again, the symptom and not the root. 
Yes. When you're ready, you got to go deeper. Yes. Because if you're just treating eczema on the surface of your skin, but you're not changing maybe your diet or whatever the underlining causes. You're just going to keep treating the same eczema over and over. And it might go away on your leg, but then it might pop up on your arm. Yes. Well, it's the same thing. When you bypass a spiritual impurity, it's going to continue to surface. So maybe an example is like, okay, I'm going to be nice to people now. I'm not going to be mean to people anymore. Yeah. So day to day you start just being nice to people fake but then the moment that somebody pisses you off guess what all bets are off all bets are yeah all that meanness and all that anger and whatever it was that was that was causing that impurity to begin with is going to come right back up yes and it's like you haven't done any real good until you can sit with that and know Hey, what's going on with that? And how, how can I approach it in a real way that over time being nice to people is going to actually become natural. It's not going to be something I have to fake. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the way I would describe it. Well, and I love, I love the analogy you used about the symptom Mm -hmm. and the underlying cause. Right. Because our, our current reality is the symptom in manifesting. Mm -hmm. And so our our current reality is uh, is the symptom and so like if we want our current reality i.e our symptoms mm-hmm. to be something better like w- something that we aspire to achieve maybe a bigger house a better job a new relationship of body that we are comfortable in you know like mm-hmm. there's so many things that people want to manifest and so to get that symptom that life circumstance, you have to look at the root causes of what's causing me to be where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And how can I heal those things so that I can, my new symptoms, my new outward life and the materialized things that I've manifested can be better. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it all has to, it it all has to come back to your intention with all of it, you know, like, Everything really comes back to that at the end of the day. And um, that's why this this topic this week is also really gray, you know, because a lot of people have the best intentions. And I think today's a good time to educate everyone about how you can have the best intentions and still be in these practices. Yes, because I just the whole reason is I, I want to be able to share some of my truth and my hard experiences yeah. so that other people don't re- repeat the same mistakes right. or at least a seed is planted, you yeah, know, exactly. because I didn't know about oh, hustle culture, either. toxic positivity, spiritual bypass. Yeah. And I probably could have shaved a few years of life lessons off if mm, I did. Yeah, maybe so. I feel like I knew, but I didn't know what it was. Well, called. Your gut knew. Right. Yeah. Right. So why are we talking about these three topics? The reason is because our approach to manifesting involves healing to increase your frequency so you can energetically match what you're calling in or you desire to achieve. And healing means learning to regulate your nervous system. It means actively reprogramming the neural pathways in your brain that no longer serve you. 
and healing to manifest means identifying and releasing the things that keep you stuck. And toxic positivity requires us to avoid adverse feelings. It makes us feel pressure to feel good ASAP without actually taking a look at the underlying messages our bodies and emotions are telling us. Mm -hmm. And then toxic positivity rhetoric makes us feel guilt or shame when we are unable to stay positive. Right. And the hustle culture makes us feel guilt or shame also for not being productive. Mm-hmm. So they're interrelated. But And I think the third one, too, the bypass, because oh. the, re- the reaction or like the result, that's the word, from bypassing the things you really need to work on when they come back around, then you throw yourself back into the shame exactly. again. Exactly. Because you're like, you I don't have real is, sustainable this was supposed relief. to be better. Yeah. And I thought I was better about this. And yeah. now here I am doing it again. And then... You know, it's just a never-ending self-hatred cycle, all three of these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, hustle culture and toxic positivity go hand-in-hand a lot because also, like, in the hustle culture environment, we can be encouraged to, like, push through or repress our feelings because it, like, makes us feel like we are morally good if we don't express negative or adverse feelings. I don't really believe a feeling is negative. It's just telling us Mm -hmm. it's a symptom, you know? But in the hustle culture environment, it's like you are bad. You are wrong if you don't push through and work hard and shut your mouth, you know? And so challenging feelings and are considered to be negative. So then we feel like we have to hide them and we deny ourselves our truth and our feelings. And that is the opposite of wellness and healing. Yeah. And heart attacks happen and panic attacks. And sometimes people believe cancer, all this stuff that doesn't have anywhere to go stays inside of you. And you and I have both been subscribers of the hustle culture mentality. Oh my God, for sure. I got on the self-development train bandwagon whatever Mm -hmm. like I went all in it was January 18th of 2018 like I will never forget the date Mm -hmm. that I changed because my life has been changed forever Mm -hmm. and I did I was true to myself for like the first year when I was starting to learn and become like an infant in personal development and then I got sucked into hustle culture years into it it wasn't in the beginning of this new chapter of my life so it's, yeah. and I, of course I understand like things happen and I learned the lessons I needed to learn, but the thing that I feel like is really important that you're saying that I, I hear then also that from my experience that I can say is one of the reasons hustle culture is so dangerous is because it, it's a shapeshifter and it can present as self-improvement. Yes. It present, it can present, it can dress up like self-development and, and knock on your door. And we think maybe that's what we're doing. Yes. And in reality, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Exactly. So don't feel bad, even though I understand where you're coming from. Because it's just like I could, the writing was on the wall. Like I could have totally, you know. That's yeah, well, we can could have and should have exactly, all, all day. Exactly. But I feel very, very clear and forgiving myself and I feel very clear some things no but this thing yes yeah and the reason that I feel very very willing to forgive myself is I came from nothing yeah and when I started to quote come up and when I started learning about money and being able to quote find success for myself I was addicted to that And it felt good to me and I wanted more of it and I wanted to do it. And I did tie it to my value. I felt very, 
my ego and my self-esteem was extremely closely related to how well I was able to perform. Yeah. And in a way, I don't regret that because I needed that to, to learn that I, I do want to put myself first. I needed to learn the, to, to go after what I wanted. Yes. That that's yeah. okay. What, what has taken time to navigate is like, actually that thing is not exactly what it is I wanted, but it was easier to chase. It was socially acceptable to chase money. It was socially acceptable to chase status. It was socially acceptable to chase possessions and materials and yeah. titles and degrees and all these things. You know, that was, that was a path that I felt like I could get on. Mm-hmm. And now I feel more content with taking the time that I need to say, what do I actually want? Yeah. And that's the shift from the hustle culture. doesn't mean I'm not going to work hard, but that's the shift that I have from hustle culture just for the sake of hustling to working in my manifesting and working in my worth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, for me, like the big breakthrough is time, money, freedom is one of my four pillars of who I am. And hustle culture is not but they they package it as work really hard and you're going to be rich and blah blah blah. Oh yeah. But for me, absolutely there's no effing way because if you're working all the time, that's not freedom, you know? No. And if you're dependent on working all the time to have income, that's absolutely not freedom. No. And if you are if my ultimate value is time, money, freedom, and I'm grinding all the time. Like, how am I ever going to have a, the headspace to get the the intuitive messages to give me guidance to manifest and attract that that time, money, freedom I desire? Mm-hmm. Hustle culture keeps me a slave. I don't one thousand million bazillion percent. The sooner you realize that, the better at people, because you got to think to what we're being programmed by. I mean, Migos or Offset. And what's that about? Money, 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 bitches, 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 like <laughs> more, 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 get, 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 go, go, go. Like I have more than you. I'm better than you, you know? Yeah. And I'm not putting any of that down because I, like I said, I understand it. You know, when you come from not having something and then you learn how to get it, like it feels good. Just think about what sells. Think about music. Think about the movies. Think, think about as a whole what we subscribe to as a, as a country rap music it's all about some of the stuff right now is about like how much better we are than other people yeah and I'm not saying that rap doesn't have other sides to it because like there's so many artists that are incredible but like you know these these artists that are going like multi multi platinum you know that's the message Mm -hmm. how are kids supposed to know better what what are we supposed to think yeah you know like you have to really dig deep here and listen I love I love all music. What I'm saying is listen to the message. Think about what you're putting in your body every day, your mind, your your ears. Think about that. What is the message behind what you're filling your life with all the time? I love that perspective because for me, like that's a, those are great ways that we're or examples of how we're getting programmed to buy yeah. into this. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, it's like, the other programming is coming from like the big corporations that employ employ a lot of Americans and mm-hmm. you know create the dominant discourse and like paradigm that we subscribe to for what like our 
work-life balance should be. Yeah. And of course they're going to glorify hustle culture because that means that they can stretch their employees out to work way more than they should and pay them less and whatnot because it's right. glamorous to be overworked and underpaid. Yeah. It's 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 a bragging right. Yeah, it's like you're a martyr or something. Right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a bragging right. The 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 energy behind hustling is a, can be empowering, you know. It depends on the energetic from e- Exactly. How can you hustle in a positive way versus a negative way? Well, I think it takes time. It takes time to find that. You have to start somewhere. So, to me, if, if you've never known anything different and then you start doing something and it feels good, just check in with yourself. How am I serving the world with this? How am I serving myself with this? Am I doing this because it makes me feel good or am I doing this because it makes me appear to look good? Yes. And that's the issue that I have like with the comment I just made. I don't have a any problem about loving some bling on your wrist and loving to, you know, pop it on a handstand at the strip club, like go for it. (laughs) And, and there's a huge movement of like women's rights and empowerment with that movement that I fully support. Yeah. So I'm not putting that down. I'm saying to those people that may be very true to who they are, but what are you listening to that actually resonates with you? Yeah. Is it you're subscribing? Are you like selling out and sort of like feeding into, or are you creating your own reality with your hustle? Yeah. That's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. If it's in alignment with you, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not naysaying hustle. Not naysaying And we're hustle. not naysaying positivity either, you right, know? Right. Like it's just. Asking yourself and checking in period with like what is mine in my head and what has been like put on me yes like has society put this on me did my family put this on me or is this really what I truly believe and feel and want to practice yeah daily exactly that's it are you ready for this interview yeah I am actually I'm really excited Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we feature an interview with someone who followed their dreams and leveled up, personally or professionally, against all odds. We share these interviews to inspire our listeners and demonstrate that anything is possible. What is your name, age, city, and profession? Well, Morgan, how are you? My name is Sakoni <laughs> Scott, and I am 46 years old. Uh, and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. My profession is capital markets advisor, or a better term is I sell money <laughs> for a living. <laughs> Love it. So would you mind sharing a little bit about the circumstances that led to your big up-leveling? Well, that's interesting. Um, I would say, you know, I have been in the financial services industry for the better part of 20 years. I've um, also, you know, from time to time in my career done, had stops along the entrepreneurial road, if you will. Um, my journey, I've worked with large Fortune 100 companies and, you know, they, I learned a lot, a lot about discipline, a lot about structure and, um, and a lot about sales and finance. Um, but I start about three uh, years ago, I worked with a boutique um, capital market, markets advisory company, and I really enjoyed it, working primarily with commercial real estate investors, developers, et cetera. 
Um, but just realized I could do it what I thought better on my own. And I just wanted to, like you said, level up. I, I, I felt like I can start a business and I thought I could help more people and also build a team um, that is uh, driven uh, to do more business. And so that's what we're in the process of doing. So I guess we do know the answer to the next question, which is how did you level up? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I will say that it, with all moves, if you will, it, be, it, it, it becomes a decision. So I could have sat around and said, hey, you know, I want to do this or I could do this. Um, but ultimately, I said, you know, during the pandemic, I think it was November, really is before November 2020, um, I started getting in, in my mind that, you know, this is the heart of the pandemic. Everything is changing. And the biggest and best companies usually start when there is a recession or something challenging that happens. And so I started in the, you know, that eerie silence of the pandemic to set aside some time and really put together a business plan and a business model that I could grow from while obviously during the pandemic. But, you know, ultimately I believe that the pandemic was going to end and we would get back to life um, uh, as normal, which I think we're getting there at the time of uh, this conversation. But, you know, it was just making a decision and then putting that decision to paper and then, you know, um, actually implementing it and taking the risk. Did you take a leap of faith before leaving your prior job or did you uh, work on this while you were still employed? Yeah, no. So, I mean, what, what I will say is that it was a heartbreak, right? So um, because my old firm was doing the same thing I'm doing now, I, I could not do both at the same time. I really needed to make, I needed to do right by them and keep my integrity. Um, but I did start doing some planning and writing down and really trying to figure out, you know, what was my next life or next step? What would it look like? And so I took the time to uh, make those decisions. And like I said, write it down. And then, and then I made a clean break. Uh, and then I started my own firm. At first, it was me, you know, like, one man in a truck, you know, uh, and then it is it has grown from there. But yeah, I started off, you know, by just making a decision to move from my old firm. So it was, it was definitely a clean break. It was not an overlap. Gotcha. So what did you what did you do? What tools did you use to stay focused and motivated through this this process? You know, I don't know if it's what do you do. I am intrinsically motivated. Like I I am I am driven to to succeed and when I put my mind to something I am undaunted by failure or by rejection or by you know frustration because all of that is a part of the journey a part of the growth process so I don't know if I can answer the question what did I do to stay motivated I just made a decision and I um, and I really dialed in and said you know this is where I want to be you know initially you know, you just, you're doing everything. So I was doing the prospecting and going out and meeting people. Of course, during the pandemic, that was a challenge. <laughs> but I also did all the analysis work, uh, calling all the lenders and, you know, doing everything that it takes to get deals closed into the finish line. But as soon as I could, I hired somebody to help out with that process. But I stayed focused, and, and I stayed focused by, you know, just dialing into to my goals and, and knowing where I wanted to get to. I love it. 
So did you use any books or uh, podcasts or any other resources like while you were working through this change? Yeah, so the, the, the pandemic allowed, like like I said, some downtime. So I did um, read some books, and, and I'm a, a big audio book person. There were several books that, you know, I guess that I've read during the pandemic and even before that kind of brings me to this point. One of them is some a book that everybody should know, should know and if not, they, they should go out and get it today, and that's Think and Grow Rich. I think it's probably one of the books that, you know, a lot of the other – uh, personal development books are are written off of, or you know, you could take a phrase out of that book and write a whole another book. But Think and Grow Rich was really instrumental in me just really figuring out, you know, what I needed to do in order the process, if you will, that I needed to take to be successful. Because you know, I, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, I I have, am a failed entrepreneur. You know, there are some ventures that I took that I didn't do well at. And so this book helped me to, you know, put um, some more perspective and, you know, some more color around the plans that I had. Uh, another book um, that we talked about briefly was E-Myth, which I've read multiple times in the past. That's, that was really helpful in just, you know, learning how to scale up, which is another book that I read, Scale Up. I read Building an Elite Organization, uh, which was a great book. Well, I appreciate you sharing. I I like to include in our show notes any any books that we reference in each episode so people can look into them. But Think and Grow Rich was also a huge game changer for me. Uh, so I, I respect that you also appreciate that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listen, I, it's interesting. I probably read that book, I don't know, maybe two or three times over my life, if not more. But, you know, this time I read it and I felt like, this is a yearly read because I got so much out of it. I don't know if it was just the place that I was at at the time or, or just my mental perspective. It just became like this book. Everybody needs to read this book. It was so good. So I think though that was probably my top, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, there's four or five other books that, that I read um, that, that really were, were instrumental. Are there any other ones you want to mention? So I'll tell you another one that uh, was really good, instrumental in uh, my the marketing side of my business, uh, is building a story brand. And that one was really good because it, it teaches you how to, um, so I, like I told you at the beginning, is I sell money, right, uh, to, to boil it down. But you know, we live in Charlotte, or I live in Charlotte, and there are there's a bank on every corner, a church too, but a <laughs> bank on every corner. <laughs> and you know, how do I define myself? How do I stand out? How do how am I on the phone with Morgan today? You know, what does she see in me? It's because I was intentional about building a story brand around my business. And so what that means is is that. You know, I need to take my clients on a journey, and the journey is from where they are right now to the where, to where they want to be in the story. And I don't want to be the main character. I want my client to be the main character, and I ultimately want them to achieve their goals. And that is higher net worth. That is finding the right loan. That is fill in the blank. Whatever I find at the beginning of our conversation, and then we identify the challenges, and ultimately, I'm the guy that helps them get to the finish line. But at the end of the day, my client wins, 
And the building a story brand really helped me understand how to differentiate myself from every um, other person. And it's the same process that movies use and other people use to uh, tell stories at a very, very high level. But he boiled it down for the, the business market. Well, I appreciate you sharing. I definitely want to check that one out. And oh, that was my secret. You you pulled that one out of me. Well, thanks. Don't tell everybody that one. <laughs> so during this transition, did you get any pushback from your community? Honestly, I, I'm so driven that, you know, maybe there was. First of all, let's, let's start here. I don't tell anybody that, that really, you know, don't need to know. <laughs> so I keep, initially, I kept my circle very small and who I let know. And then at the time when we were, uh, I, I re- achieved some pretty good success early. And so by that time, if somebody was going to be a naysayer, they, they, they meant very little. So I don't go out and tell everybody what I'm doing. I just do it. And then they look up and say, oh, Tony, I heard you were closing loans. And I hear you're closing loans every week. Well, they didn't know the process. Um, that it took to get there. You know, everybody will say you're an instant success or overnight success. The reality is, is that there are a lot of time and hours and late nights and early morning weekends that you put into it so that you can be what they call an overnight success. It sounds like you already, once you make up your mind on something, like thing else outside of yourself is going to get in the way. And that's, that's really impressive. Are you able to share any Anything about how you you've gotten to that headspace, that level of confidence? I mean, it sounds like you also have a good level of acceptance about failure, and you know, you you accept where you are and where you're trying to go. So I feel like that eliminates obstacles automatically. But I'm throwing a curveball question at you. Can you (laughs) can you comment on you know how how you've gotten to where you are, where you are confident, where you do keep your eye on the ball and not let outside distractions get the best of you. Yeah, no, that's that's really important, especially today, because there's so much noise coming from so many different places. You know, either you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, either you're for this or against this. There's, you know, either you're always watching the news or the financial markets. Are we headed to a recession or not? You know, there's always a lot of noise that are that's coming around to either distract you or in some cases pull you down. So one thing is my faith, right? So uh, my faith is strong. I, I, I believe that I was built for this. You know, I tell people, you know, when they come with something negative, I, I'm like, you're built for this. Like, why are you struggling over this process? You were put on this earth to be who you are going to be. And so you just got to fight through the challenges and fight through, you know, the economic changes or the political wins or whatever. You know, there is an opportunity to make money in literally any market. Um, And so I just have that type of confidence. There's the intrinsic side of this confidence, but also there is the extrinsic. So, you know, I do read and I do read biographies and autobiographies that show you know, like the Elon Musk of the world and others that are, you know, just hugely successful that fought through extremely difficult times. And they give you what you need in order to make it through. Like, there is always somebody that has built something special out of a more challenging time than we are in today in 2022. 
And so you draw from that. You draw from other people's experiences. You draw from your own. And then you put your head down and you hopefully, and, and I haven't mentioned this, but you have a circle of people that, that you communicate with. You know, and I, you know, Morgan, every time we connect, uh, it's always positive. And I want to connect with more Morgans of the world that are out there doing things, making moves, and, and really challenging the status quo. You're in an industry that is, if you look around, it doesn't look like you a lot of times. And so you're still, you know, able to rise to the occasion and work at a high level and even train a lot of these individuals that don't look like you. And still, you're at the top of the game. And so, you know, it, it, it's that intrinsic side of it as well as the extrinsic, you know. So we look at other people and, and we draw the energy and um, and that's what's most important. I love the way you articulated that. And I feel like we met each other, you know, because we are on a similar wavelength and the law of attraction at play, you know, it's inevitable right. when like people in such a cutthroat industry attract each other. I don't think that's it's a right. coincidence at all, but, um, <laughs> and it's, and, and Morgan, and certainly it's not a coincidence that we stay in touch because, you know, there are other people that I, that I've met, and, you know, maybe we've met once or twice, but we have, con we stayed connected over the year or so that we've, uh, we've known each other. And it's because I know the direction that you want to go and I'll do anything to help you get there. And I think you would do the same for me. And that's, that's what success is all about is, not only having to have on the inside and external, but having the right people around you that will encourage you on a bad day or tell you about their successes. And I will cheer you on. You, you told me that you went through a difficult uh, deal and it closed. Hey, listen, I'm here to cheer you on. Like, let's get another one. Thank you so much. And you're giving me butterflies right now. This is like the kind of thing I live for, you know? Well, back to your story. So did you have any challenges come up? Any curveballs or some obstacle that I guess you didn't see coming when you were making the transition? Yeah, well, I, I, in this business, uh, we, we've talked about this, but there is a lot of competition. So the one of the biggest challenges is you're fighting for every deal. There are bankers in, you know, commercial bankers everywhere. There, you know, there are other brokers like I am. And then I'm an unknown entity to a lot of people. So I'm having to fight for every deal that I get. And then, you know, trying to build a team on that or not trying, but building a team of qualified professionals to go out and represent Lincoln James Capital. It's not easy in a in a, a market where there's limited people that want to leave the corporate space, if you will, uh, with with big salaries, right? You know, so all of those are headwinds or challenges. Now we're going through an interest rate challenge. We're going through you know what could be a recession over the horizon. You know, there are always challenges. <laughs> like every year, we could we could say, I'm going to stay in my room because of challenges. Uh, but what we try to do is we try to build an organization that helps us navigate through the challenges. And so, you know, once we get through one challenge, which was the pandemic was the last one, many people thought we weren't going to get through it. and We got through it. And so now, you know, if we could get through that, we could certainly get through whatever is next. And, and, and that's how I just try to prepare. And with that preparation, you know, I try to write out business plans and I try to make sure that you know, I'm, you know, building my business so that we're able to meet the challenge. So, for instance, I told you that uh, one of the areas of focus or verticals that our company is going in, the hospitality industry. 
we felt like for the better part of two years, maybe three before pre-pandemic, that the hospitality industry was a challenged industry for the for, for the lending space. And coming out of the pandemic, that's an area that we really want to focus on. So we made investments in the um, in in some of the associations, and we we bought booths. We uh, hired people that are specifically focused in that space. Uh, we really want to be a known entity, and and we're making the investment. So, yep, there's challenges, but we look for opportunities in those challenges to still rise to the top. So basically, you're saying the way that you overcome the challenges that come your way, whatever they are, whenever they happen, is just to kind of be open and creative and preemptive, so that you're you're prepared for any anything that comes your way. It's like that saying Wayne Gretzky, and I may get this wrong, but he's skating toward the puck, right? And the puck is going 50 miles an hour, and sometimes you can't even see the thing. But you're always looking for its trajectory, and you're looking to figure out, okay, what's next? Um, In the commercial real estate space, you know, right now, multifamily, or at least for the last, you know, decade or so, multifamily has been a hot space. And then, you know, warehousing, but office and retail are not as attractive right now. Hospitality is not attractive. So what you're trying to figure out is who's next, what's next. And because I have the ultimate flexibility as a um, as a capital markets advisor, independent, uh, I can figure out what's next. And we are and we can go in that direction to find opportunity. So yes, I'm looking for opportunity. Where's the market moving? I'm trying to uh, predict. Uh, that future and then being nimble enough that, you know, say the feds do something that wasn't expected or Congress or whatever, you know, okay, so what next? And then making sure we have the liquidity uh, in order to make those changes. Sounds like a good plan to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so uh, just to wrap up, do you have any major lessons that you learned um, that might benefit others that you'd like to share? (laughs) Yeah, I saw this um, recently and um, it was, something that Elon Musk said. It says, if you give yourself 30 days to clean your home, it will take you 30 days. But if you give yourself three hours, it'll take three hours. The same applies to your goals, ambition, and potential. What I would say, I guess, to end this conversation is you need to level up now. And if you give yourself the next 10 years to do a goal, to to achieve your goal, then it's going to take yourself, take you 10 years. But if you give yourself 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and put um, and 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 write it down and set yourself uh, KPIs to get to your goal, then you will absolutely get to it in the time that you uh, set for it. That's kind of the the way to massive success. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. I have not heard that quote, but it makes perfect sense. And I do have one more question for you. This episode that we'll be recording with your interview, we are talking about toxic positivity and hustle culture. So I'm curious as to how you keep some balance when you're able, when you're very motivated, you're willing to work hard and all that. Like, how do you keep balance so that it doesn't end up running you over? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I operate on a six day week. So I operate Sunday through Friday, and then I shut down. If you call me on a Saturday, I, you, you won't get me, likely. And so I, I take off. That is, my, that is my spiritual focus day. 
And a lot of people operate on this seven day a week. I got to do it. I got to always answer the phone. I have to have the news on all the time. And I just don't do that. Um, you know, I'll work long hours for only so much. And then I have to draw back and, and really um, recharge, if you will. And, um, and so that's one of the ways that, you know, I, uh, I do that. And then I take vacation. I mean, that's another thing I do. I, you know, my family, we, um, you know, we, we try to, you know, get away from time to time and yep, I do work on my vacation. I own this business. So, you know, it requires me to work, but I'm able to mix work with pleasure at the same time. And I don't mind doing that. And then I'll tell you this as the last thing, you know, I don't do something I hate, you know, so if this, if I was in a business that I was ultimately, it, it sucked my energy out, then it would be really challenging to come to work every day. But if I could, and I didn't have a four-year-old that I had to get out of the house, I would be here at 7 a.m. because I just love what I do. And the more people that I can help get what they want, um, I can achieve the success that I want. So I'm doing something that I enjoy, work on a six-day work week. I do not work on, uh, on day seven. I, I focus on my family. I try to take vaca vacations to uh, recharge. And then I surround myself with people I like. So I don't, you know, I'm in a business where I don't have to, if, if there's somebody that I don't want to work with, I do not work with it. I try to create a lifestyle within the hustle and bustle and grind that I can be fulfilled and still be successful. Wow. You just shared so much powerful information. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. Absolutely. Morgan, it's always wonderful to talk with you. I love your energy. I love your work ethic. And um, when you asked me to be on the call, I, was, I raised my hand. I'm down. So thank you so much for doing this. And I, I hope it helps someone. Thank you. Have a good day. freaking amazing agreed you know i don't get impressed by people very often <laughs> <laughs> i just like that the timing i think we kind of knew this was going to be a subject that we were going to talk about mm -hmm. and then i just coincidentally get to interview someone who is a, a business owner a producer a like somebody so in their worth so magnetic just one of those one in a million people mm -hmm. well, he's For, an example of the positive and the production in the right way yeah exactly that, exactly that's an example of what that's the goal is what he's talking about yes what he's doing his life how he's taking his truth and applying it to his life. I mean, I know he works hard, but he's not somebody he's in his worth enough to know like, okay, I've got to put my break, the brakes on here. And yeah. There. Like, and it's just cool to see that. And I think so in an industry that, I mean, real estate finance, yeah. those are like two very like commercial real estate finance, mm -hmm. residential real estate's uh, really insane. Yeah. Attorneys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Big, just anywhere where you kind of like quote, bring home, bring work home with you yeah that's usually a sign of like eh. I just I feel like there's some industries where it's like the major narrative is hustle culture yeah I agree but anyway I think attorneys is attorneys real estate and finance are the top three that come to mind for me yeah we're in a little bubble though <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. our well it, we choose to be 
our professional network, because we're in real estate, we're only going to be exposed to so many other different industries. The thing that we wanted to close with for you guys is just kind of going through how to spot environments or content Mm -hmm. or feelings. Vibes uh, Vibes. that include toxic positivity, spiritual bypass, or hustle culture. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what you have here, any message that is packaged in a way that implies you are broken and need to be fixed. What do you think about that? I love that because, first of all, there's I love this because it gives us permission to be exactly who and, and where we are. Like we are who we are and we are where we are. And to me, that is like the green flag. Green flag. If you're going to be con- reading a personal development book or a podcast or what, whatever, like mm-hmm. that is the truth. That right. is the gateway. The gateway into healing mm-hmm. is what you just said. Yeah. And that lines up with healing from a place of acceptance and love, which is what we subscribe to, believe in, and promote. Yes. And not, quote, healing from a place of self-hatred. Yes. Or or running away or escapism. Yes. Of who we are or what we've done, so to speak. So to say, like, quote, there's nothing wrong with you. When you know there needs to be a shift, that only you know that. Yes. So it doesn't mean there's something necessarily wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's working for you either. So when you feel that feeling, that's your green light to say what you just said. How can I improve myself and what does that look like? But when you're saying, I hate this about myself or I hate this feeling or I'm not going to. And you're just like pouring that stuff on yourself that you're broken, that something's wrong with you in a way that that implies that that the repair that you're trying to create is like out of reach. Yeah, like outside of yourself. Outside of yourself, exactly. Thank you for helping me. This one is a big one to me of how to spot the these little sneaky snakes. They sometimes can look like they're uh, healthy and well-meaning, but they're not. Anyway, your feelings are invalidated. Being told things such as stay positive or it could be worse or why aren't you grateful that blah, blah, blah. You are allowed to feel your feelings and you do not have to explain yourself, period. So Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation or a cultural environment and they're telling you something where your feelings are not valid, you're not allowed to have space to feel your feelings Mm -hmm. because they're going to be disruptive to the positive environment that we're cultivating. Right. That is toxic positivity. Right. Oh, my God. Yes. And that's, I think, where I've been guilty many times because, like you said, you have to start somewhere. For me, if it's like my in my mind, my choices are like super negative or super positive, quote. Sometimes like in the beginning, I think I went way positive because for me it was better. Yes. But then what I realized is it's really the two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Because we're not actually finding that middle ground that is realistic. The and reality, the present, the yeah. acceptance vibrational the acceptance frequency. Vibra- Listen, promoting positivity is fantastic. Yes. That's, that's the goal. We want to be there. But we need to have a system in place for when that's not the way we feel today. Yes. We need to have tools in our tool belt to know how to deal with that properly we need to have people we can talk to we need resources we need a system we need something that we can use fall back on go to that allows us to be heard seen and rest in that if we need to yes and this is where the trust comes in that we spoke about earlier and this go back to our episode on on mirrors and reflection because a lot of times that toxic positivity is probably coming from a person who is doing the 
best they freaking can to hold their own shit together. Yeah. And that's probably where that's coming from most of the time. It's a, a projection and it's a way to say it's like control the situation, but it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like conscious. It's like, like just be positive. Like everything's going to be okay. But it's uh-huh. like in like a kind of like right. contain and keep the situation yeah. at bay. I don't yeah. Know. And that's why, because I think usually it's a mirror of how they are barely containing themselves they're barely holding it together themselves and so always also remember that the other person on the end of that message because we need to have compassion for those people yeah because nine times out of ten they're probably right where we are too and they need just as much help as we do yeah like it's a knee-jerk reaction it's like when somebody dies at a funeral like and there's nothing you can say yeah but it'll be like oh they're in a better place like (sighs) oh my god at least the suffering has stopped. Correct. Like, exactly. That's what this means. So it doesn't, like, they're, they don't want to see you hurt. They don't know what to do. Yeah. We're a hurt people hurting other people. So when we're trying to help each other, sometimes it just <laughs> diarrhea vomits out of our mouth. Yeah. So compassion is important with this step to me. Yeah. It's important. So another, another red flag is when you're presented a message that promises that you'll have quick success, such as like a get rich quick scheme or some kind of simple solution to get all the results and everything you desire and more. Yeah. (laughs) Diet. And you know, like my response to that is it took you some time to get where you are Mm -hmm. and it's going to take you some time and effort to heal and course correct. And it's not that I'm not saying that because I'm being a realist and you need to know, but it's right. just like the farther you are from your truth and your wellness, the the more that you're going to have to put into getting back. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing is, it doesn't have to be this big daunting thing. If you look at it as like an exciting new journey and adventures, like a new path for your life and that a new is, purpose. That is exactly what it is. It's yeah. a new path. So it has to be forged. I'm just saying like when I say get rich, quick <laughs> schemes are a red flag or a simple solution like that's a red flag like a fad diet of like you're gonna lose a million pounds in like a month yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean if it was that easy everybody would be doing it right exactly if it was that easy to own a yacht and be skinny and blah 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 we'd all be doing it so this is the one this is the one thing this final point i want to make because to me this is the most important way to spot toxic positivity, Mm -hmm. spiritual bypass, and hustle culture. And that is that the message that you're being sent or sold Mm -hmm. doesn't align, doesn't feel aligned with you. It doesn't sit well deep down. Mm -hmm. Your gut says it's too good to be true. Yeah. To me, that's kind of the easiest filter. Yeah. Or the hardest you don't know how to hear your intuition or your gut. But either way, that's the path. If, but if you're being sold something, being given promises, you have that reaction inside. This is too good to be true. Or like what we just spoke about, if someone says, well, be thankful that this isn't the way that, that this is. And your little spirit at that moment, if, if your spirit responds to that and says, you know what, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. And and it feels okay to receive that. And and you're in a space where you can and you can shift and you can say in this moment that actually does work for me. But if someone says that to you and your little spirit just sinks and you just feel like crap about yourself or you feel like man, that makes me feel like crap about myself, <laughs> you know, then that's the intuition telling you that this is this is a toxic form of positivity for me. This isn't working right now. Yeah. 
these things are all also very subjective. You know, you have to really, really, really tap into yourself, who you are, hear yourself, what you need, and what's important to you. Yes. In order to read these these signals. 100%. I mean, like, there there was a season in my life where I was subscribing to hustle culture, and it was – negative and negatively impacting me because I really did put my worth tied to my productivity. Right. And I was burnt out. I was overworked, underpaid, blah, blah, blah. And then now in this new chapter where I'm mindful about my work and my energy and my time, I do work really hard. I've had mm-hmm. weeks where I've worked even harder than when I felt like I was a slave. Right. But I'm doing it intentionally and I'm having fun, you right. know? Yeah. And it's, it's, you're creating, you're not reacting, building, creating, right. collaborating, right. all the things that I've been craving. Yeah. So if I work an 80 hour week in that energetic space, I'm living my best life. Exactly. It's all about where you are. If you earn that degree, girl, you be proud of that. You know, if you lost that weight, be proud of that. If yeah. you got that promotion, be proud of that. That is amazing but do it because it's for you because you want it because you need it because it lights you up not because it's something that we can flaunt or or because your mama told you or your magazine told you this is how you're supposed to look or whatever yeah not because of not because of any external validations only for internal validation amen yeah okay well i guess we'll uh talk to y'all soon all right have a great day (music) 